And I think I was probably in denial about really what the business had sort of become. <laughs> My dad actually yeah. told me one night, he was like, one day you're going to realize you have a real business. And I'm going to tell you that was not that long ago that he told me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Because, yeah. you know, when you, I don't know, you just try to, try to manage so many things sometimes, right? In, in yeah. life, so. Accidental businesses are sometimes the best businesses. I know yeah. that my, my adult ballet classes, that was an accidental business out of my business and it brings me so much joy. So, exactly. yeah. I think the, the best thing about it is because it started as a passion project, right? You're doing it just because you're having fun with it. And if you can continue to do that as it becomes a business, I think that's the best thing. Welcome to the podcast for ballerinas, adult ballerinas, parents of ballerinas, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Georgia Canning, also known as the Balanced Ballerina, and it's my mission to break down the elitist barriers often associated with ballet. Through my own studios and ballet-related businesses, I'm all about providing space and content for people from all walks of life to experience and enjoy the many benefits of ballet. Each month, I'll bring you industry leaders and thought-provoking guests who will hopefully inspire you to lead a more balanced life, full of grace, with a little grit. Hello, balanced ballerinas. How are you? <sighs> that question just feels so important right now, and it's... The first question that I asked today's guest when I sat down to have a chat with her, Ashley Ellis. Now, before I share today's beautiful guest, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Ella, who is at Ella Marjorie 333 on Instagram. I think she's from the UK and she sent me the loveliest message. She said, Every week, I can't wait to listen to the podcast. I have replayed all episodes when I go outside for my walk during COVID-19. And it's been the highlight of my days. Thank you so much for your positivity. And I wish you and your business all the best in such challenging times. Thank you so much, Ella. You really made my day, truly, when you sent that message through. And then I felt really bad because when the whole pandemic situation happened, I promised all of you an episode every week. And for two or three weeks, I did deliver. However, last week, I didn't release an episode. I was so burnt out and I'll admit I was so tired. And with all the Zooming I've been doing, I... I guess you could say that I was kind of sick of the sound of my own voice. So I decided for the first time in Balanced Ballerina's history to break a promise. I'm so sorry. Although instead of releasing an episode, look, I did write something on the blog. I read a quote by R.H. Sin that said, she is strong, but she is tired. It was the inspiration I needed to start journaling for closure, for some understanding and for release. And the journal turned into a blog post because I thought it might help other dance teachers or perhaps, you know, other people within this industry just feel less alone. So I hit publish. 
usually sometimes I will reread a blog post for the podcast um, and I know that a lot of you enjoy that but to be honest I really don't think I could read this out loud for the podcast without crying so um, that's why I chose not to but if you would like to go read it just head to balanceballerinas.com and um, it's titled She is Strong But She is Tired. Anyway on to today's lovely guest. Ashley Ellis started her professional career with the American Ballet Theatre before joining the Corella Ballet as a soloist in Spain. As you'll hear in our conversation, this is where Ashley spent many beautiful European days filled with dance and work whilst meeting her husband, George. Together, they moved to Boston, where Ashley is a principal with Boston Ballet, mother of one-year-old Grey, and the founder of, in my opinion, the ballet world's favourite leg warmers, Ruby Aware, which are worn by professional and amateur ballet dancers all around the world. As a proud wholesaler of Ruby Aware, I've been in contact with Ashley um, off and on for the past few years, but we'd never sat down to actually have a conversation. So this was a real treat for me as I've admired Ashley as a businesswoman and of course ballerina for a very long time. We chat about her beautiful career as a professional ballerina and how she became an accidental entrepreneur. What training from home is like with a little toddler at the moment and the transition to online teaching. We also discuss the importance of setting boundaries and keeping perspective during this difficult time as a professional dancer and more generally speaking as a human. As always, I hope this episode just brings a little balance to your day. Here's Ashley. I wanted to just start by saying like, how are you? <laughs> I feel like we have to ask everyone that know, and it's really important these days mean it right like really <laughs> inquire how everything is going um I, i'm good i'm good it's definitely a really weird time i think for everybody um but i i've been saying that uh, i'm i'm grateful that i feel um i have enough to do <laughs> if that makes sense like uh, i'm i'm grateful that i have my my son's name is gray so he is almost one and a half so he's starting he's toddling around and I have to chase him and check whatever he's doing so never a dull moment with that and then yeah. um yeah and I have Ruby aware that I have always something to work on so and I have less help right now because um I'm not inviting people to come to you know I, normally I would I have more help with it so just a little more on my plate with that as well. Yeah, and we're then, going to we're going to get into Ruby Aware. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so there's just a lot to do, and I I'm grateful for it because I feel like you know in in other times in my life when there's just less um, going on, fewer moving pieces, you know, um, maybe I go a little more crazy, just because we're so you know, especially dancers, you get so in your routine, I think everyone, you have your routine that you're used to and that it just, um, it's hard it's to disappeared. It's everything. gone. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's, and it's amazing too, that in the time that we live right now, that we can connect in so many ways, we're talking 
and we're on opposite ends of the world. And it's amazing, you know, and I've been FaceTiming with my family every day, like multiple times. And it's, it's wonderful because we can all stay connected, even though it's totally different, but um, yeah. It's funny. I, um, I had a couple of people, I've, I've always had this list of people that I want to talk to and have on the podcast. And I'd actually planned in my head that I was going to come to the States. Um, I've been to Boston. I love Boston. I love it so much. Yeah. yeah it's so beautiful. Um, and I always, I had you on my list because yeah. I know that we've connected in the past and I thought, Oh, I just, I have to meet Ashley in real life. And when I plan my trip, I'll, I'll reach out and I'll go, Hey, you got time for a coffee and an interview. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really funny. Like since the whole COVID situation happened, um, yourself and someone else that I wanted to talk to in New York, I teed up those interviews. Cause I was like, why not? Why not do it now? <laughs> so we have time too. I mean, yeah. we're home, so we can sit yeah. down and do this kind of thing. Exactly. Well, for those um Ashley that don't know, um, do you want to give the listeners just a little bit of um, a background about yourself and and how you came to being principal at Boston Ballet? Sure. Um, so I'm from originally from Southern California, like the Los Angeles area. And I finished all my school there. And then I, um, after graduating high school, which I don't know, you probably have a different name for it there, like upper school, I don't know. Yeah, no, high school. High school, okay. Finished high school. I moved to New York and joined ABT Studio Company. So that's one year. And then from there, I I joined the Court of Ballet at ABT. And I danced there for a couple of years. And from there, I felt like I needed to change. And then I moved to Spain, um, like a little, little town. It was really cool living in just such a different experience, going from crazy New York to a tiny town in, in Europe and just the most beautiful time uh, right outside of Madrid. And uh, that was with Angel Correa, who's, he was an amazing dancer. Now he's director at Pennsylvania Ballet. And it was a he was starting a new company so it was a small group very intimate um and it was just an amazing time so i was there for a couple of years i met my husband there and we decided after a few years to move back to the states and yeah because your husband's also um a dancer you um he's a more choreographer and coach now isn't he he's not a yeah on stage yeah yeah so he was still dancing when we met and um now he yeah he he does kind of a million things he teaches he choreographs and he does all the dance stuff and um and then he's also a martial artist so he like coaches and trains and he used to compete but not anymore and uh, wow he does all that stuff so he also stays very busy and very active um yeah so so from dancing in spain so he was dancing in spain at the time with you Mm-hmm. So he was living before that in Barcelona for quite a bit of time. He's Georgian from Republic of Georgia. So he was living in Barcelona. He came uh, friends with Angel. So he joined him when the whole start of the company happened. And um, yeah, we met just working together. Yeah. What was Spain like? That would have been amazing. Uh, I... I, we were talking the other night about it actually with some friends that um, we were there with. And um, it's like we were laughing because 
so many of uh, the relationships, like the people met in this company and it was such a small group. And I feel we were saying it's so funny because they all lasted. <laughs> we we're like, it was such a magical place. <laughs> but really, I mean, and like I said, especially going from New York, which is just so high paced, um, going to Spain, it was such an adjustment. It's very, um, just I feel like the quality of life is just so high and you really have to slow down. Like they literally close everything in the middle of the day for a siesta. I love and that. Everything <laughs> closes. And even going, we would, then we would all go out to lunch. We would sit down, we would have a meal. And in America, it's like, take it and go and run. Next thing, next Lunchbox. thing. Lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's to go. And it was a total adjustment, but then it just, I, it felt so healthy mentally, physically, and we were in this beautiful place, like right by the mountains. And it was pretty special. Um, yeah. We were saying in the future, we'll have to make some sort of program or something that takes us all back, back because there. it really is a really cool place to, um, to experience. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a completely different lifestyle, isn't it? I, um, it, it's funny. I think one good thing that's come out of this whole situation, um, it's very similar over here. Like my partner, he's working from home. So I'm home most of the day. I go into the studio to teach online classes every now and then. But I've found that in the middle of the day, we will stop and I make sure that we have a lunch break and I put it out on, and I cut up our sandwiches nicely and put a little something on there. And, and yeah, it just makes it, it's nice to just stop and eat something properly and I, I know what you mean I could I could get very used to it <laughs> yeah but in it's, it's like a healthy way though yeah but actually it's good to stop sometimes yeah. yeah yeah so from from there just to like continue with the in the path we came back and he still wanted to dance so we we found something together we we spent one year in Sarasota Florida which is another absolutely beautiful place um, and then from there, uh, he decided to stop at that point and, uh, we moved to Boston and I got a mm -hmm. job with Boston and then, yeah, I progressed through the company and principal dancer was very special, um, you know, big time in any dancer's career. Too. It's very special. It's very yeah. special. Yeah. I yeah, don't talk it down, Ashley. Super special. Well, and, I mean, it took a long time, too, and a lot of um, gathered experience from different places, you know. Yeah. I. Um, how old were you when you pr promoted to principal? I was, I think I was 29. Yeah. So older for, you know, it wasn't a super right to the top kind of a thing. Yeah, you worked for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and in different environments. And I'm so honestly, I I wouldn't change anything. Like I'm so grateful for every everything I've experienced and uh, every place I've been. I I feel lucky to have been in different places. You know, seen different dancers, worked with different people, um, been in different environments. Yeah, yeah. there's positives and 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 negatives to having a career I think where you stay in there's some people that have had amazing careers um staying in the one company 
and yeah. they cherish that that experience. I know that um, after speaking to Lucinda Dunn, principal at Australian Ballet, she she loves the fact that she was in the one company and there's something really special about that. But then yeah. there's also something really special about, about dipping your toe in different. You, I think you collect uh, and cultivate um, just so so many different uh, teachings and, and, you know, now that you're dabbling in teaching, you would yeah. definitely be passing that on and have a real um, richness of knowledge to pass, pass on from that experience. So yeah, so. yeah, definitely. But it's so true. There's such a um, sort of like a legacy when you are with a company your whole career as well. There's, there are, definitely two it's like two different ways of doing it but mm. it's beautiful either way I think and hundred oh, percent like in my experience it wasn't like running from anything it was just when I, I don't know it just was the right time for a change for example or just different reasons but um but I'm grateful for yeah for everything yeah no it's um yeah, I think there's no wrong way of doing it. And I think sometimes when I've got younger students, I, I always explain to them that, um, and I know that there's lots of little ballerinas that listen to this podcast, so it's nice to highlight all the different ways and all the different paths you can have a, a career and and um, and that you just have to do what's right for you. So, yeah, and whatever feels good. You know, for some it feels good to stay in the one spot and for others it feels good to experience lots of different things so yeah but um not be afraid of that I would say exactly, exactly. or either way whatever you feel is pulling you whichever direction to not be afraid to go in that direction yeah when did you I'm, I'm just curious when did you know or or start feeling like you needed to move in a different direction was there a gut feeling or was it usually an event or I would say usually it was like a gut feeling. Um, so my first company was ABT and it's such a large company. And I think I was just so young, whether it's young, like age wise or just my mental, you know, like where I was in my life for, for me personally, you know, maturity wise. <laughs> Um, some of us just take longer to really find, I don't know, find ourselves and find our confidence and find our place. And I feel like I, I struggled a little bit there. I struggled. I feel like I struggled a lot, but you know, it, I feel also when you're younger, things sometimes are a little more dramatic, <laughs> you know, it feels Definitely. like the world, <laughs> but, um, and also because I hadn't, made any changes like I that was you know when you're when you're in school I would say probably for most students you have like your goal right a lot of a lot of kids I know I was that way I know a lot of other kids that were that way and it's like ABT was the company that I wanted to you know I wanted to get there and it happened and but I never really prepared for if that didn't work or you know, mentally, I didn't think about it. Just like, oh, yes, okay, I'm in the place that I wanted to be. But then maybe it's not for the long run, you know? So, yeah, it's just, it's interesting, I think, 
I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you mean. And, yeah, I know what you mean. And sometimes you can get somewhere and, and it doesn't look like what you thought it would look like or it doesn't yeah. feel like what you thought it would feel like. Yeah. And I I think also when when you achieve something like it was your goal, it's hard to let it go sometimes too. And I know for me, it, mentally, it was really hard to make the decision to leave because like, Oh, if I leave, there's probably no going back. And it's just such a big decision. But then once I made it, it was just like, I felt such a freedom. And then there was just everything ahead and just all these new experiences. And I was just so glad that, that I did that like for myself, for my, my own personal growth. Yeah. Yeah. You know how you said that um, sometimes, especially when you're younger, everything feels like so dramatic and and so <laughs> full on. I'm yeah. I'm curious since having um, since having Gray, who's one now, um, yeah. do you sort of find that you're a little um, more? Oh, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Like the most important thing is my baby. Do you know what I mean? Like, are you a bit more relaxed yeah. now about work? I think definitely just <laughs> about the approach to things and reactions to things. Um, there's definitely an element of, I mean, everybody says that your priorities change and yeah, I definitely think that that's true. I mean, it doesn't flip your life, you know, upside down, like so dramatically, but um, I don't know. I, I found any, of course, being becoming sorry, I had a message coming. <laughs> That's okay. Sounded like a fire alarm for a second then. <laughs> <laughs> but um becoming a parent for me has been just like so I I describe it as like magical, like just so special the the amount of emotion you feel for this person and um I, I find it brings like a light to everything, just so much positivity and hopefully it will stay that way. <laughs> but I mean, everybody experiences it differently, I think too, just like anything, right? But, um, and I was always thinking in my head as a dancer, putting it off, like, okay, you know, later, later. And my husband was ready like much earlier and, and now I'm kind of like, well, why didn't I do it sooner? It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's really not. And I think it kind of gives you, at least for me, a little bit of that feeling like, it, yeah, it's not that things just aren't that big of a deal. And yeah. in a way, a little bit calmer. Yeah. I don't know. Calm yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I've spoken, yeah, I've spoken to, um, a couple of professional dancers now who who have babies and um, I'm, I'm always curious to the answer and I'm always surprised because so far I won't tell you what their answers are but so far they've all been the same when mm. I find um, like I'm very curious with a with a professional dancer like this is your career you're a professional ballerina your instrument is your body is your you know your body's your tool how did yeah. you feel when your body was just completely changing? How did that make you feel? Well, first of all, I was so nervous for how I would react to my body changing because <laughs> the whole career, just stressing about 
being in the right shape and all of that and so much like mental stress over that at least mm -hmm. for me every again like some people don't worry about it i always stressed a little bit about that and um i was so nervous about that but the whole i was so happy i was just so i don't know i kept dancing too which um was really enjoyable for me it, i think it made me mentally and physically just feel better i felt healthy and active and very positive i think you know staying active is always good right yeah. um but yeah. through the whole pregnancy i it i mean i guess you know sometimes i would look and be like oh <laughs> you know the shape <laughs> is definitely changing but um it was a really happy time and i didn't stress like a fraction of what I had anticipated. You know what? <laughs> Everyone's had the same answer. Yeah, and and I don't know why I'm shocked by it. I'm sort of expecting one day when I ask someone that, that they're going to be like, I hated it. <laughs> but yeah. everyone that I've spoken to has gone, I kind of loved it. Like I, it was, it was so, I felt so happy. And I mean, maybe it's the hormones or something. Maybe you're like, maybe. just, just, maybe. I don't know. Too strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really don't know, but um, it was yeah. Yeah. No, I'm always I'm always curious because yeah, as I mean, like you said, some people aren't worried at all, but um, some people, uh, some dancers really obsess over their body. I know I did when I was a young pre-professional yeah. student, and and I can imagine if if I was a professional ballerina and I and I got pregnant, I can imagine that I would go a little bit crazy and be super like, Oh my God, like what is happening? But yeah, everyone that I've spoken to has just gone, no, I loved it, which is really nice. And it's a yeah. good message to put out there. So yeah. Um, Ashley, I wanted you to um, share with everybody um, the story behind Ruby aware. Um, mm. You do realize they're basically the world's favorite leg warmers. Really? <laughs> yes. Even here in Australia, yeah. I wear mine all the time. I even wear them to the grocery store because <laughs> in, in winter, like I feel like they're not, they're not like, you know, like sixties, nineties, like leg warmers, like they're not leg warmers. They're like really stylish. They're so chic. Um, my <laughs> students love them, especially all my adult ballerinas. They love them. Um, so and that's happy. why yeah that's why we stock them um but yeah so how did ruby aware come about uh, it was really kind of i almost want to call it kind of a fluke because it was not planned out the way it's kind of what it's turned into um it was not my big i didn't have like some big plan to build a business or anything um i like to i like to be crafty and make things and we all have our, um, I don't know if in Australia, if they have the layoffs for very long, but um, in the States, we usually have summer layoffs. So we'll have at least a month off usually. And um, I like to always be doing something. And um, if that something can be productive in one way or another, then, you know, that's always good. Um, but yeah, so was <laughs> What? Oh, typical ballerina. Can't sit still. Yeah, right? <laughs> work 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 um but yeah so i was making some leg warmers for myself in the studio and um people 
started to ask like, oh, those are cute or, um, you know, can you make me a pair, that kind of thing. So I made some people and they're like, oh, I would buy these. And so it just kind of snowballed into like, I was making some more of them. And then I had this break and um, because someone, like, I don't think if anyone had mentioned, oh, I would buy these, that I probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> That's how, yeah. Um, so I was, I was just kind of like brainstorming and it just kind of snowballed. I was like, okay, well then I should put a tag on them. If I put a tag, then they need to make the logo. That I have to, if I'm going to sell them, well, let's, let's just make a website. So it just kind of happened. And then, um, I remember I was telling someone this the other day that if I were making leotards, I probably wouldn't have done it because there's so many little leotard companies out there that are doing such beautiful things and um, beautiful products. Uh, and I know there's a lot of competition, but I felt that there was a little gap in the market and that people weren't really making leg warmers how I wanted them. So, or, yeah. you know, they're a little bit different. So I thought, well, it's something that maybe people could enjoy. So, um, and I didn't know if people would buy them, but people started buying them, so I just kept going. <laughs> it's like the little cherry on top of the on top of the cupcake. Leg warmers yeah. are just that little extra luxury to sort of, you know, add to the occasion when you go to a ballet class. Yeah, yeah, the accessories. But it but I like it to be functional and super functional. Yeah, functional and flattering cuz I mean, I want to create things that um that you feel good in and and that's part of why I like to carry some colors and fabrics all the time because then I, it's like a form of self-expression right like we all wear we all have our different outfits we all like to wear certain things um and they're thinner fabrics so it doesn't feel bulky yeah well I never I never wore leg warmers teaching until mm -hmm. I came across yours and I was like ooh, and I ordered a pair or two and, and then that's when I contacted you and I was like, hey, can I wholesale these at my studio? <laughs> and you were yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and you were like, yeah, no worries. And, um, and they flew out the door. So when, I guess, when did you realize that you were like, I have a fully fledged business here? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was like, well, I opened it um, in October. So it's like approaching holidays. And so, I mean, really, it's thanks to like social media because otherwise no one probably would have known about it. But because it's so easy to get the word out about things now. Um, um, I'm trying to think of when I kind of realized that. I think of, I don't know, maybe like a year in. Because I was in the very beginning, I was like making stuff myself. And I, it's actually, I would say it's been very gradual because... I went from absolutely no help to getting someone to just help me do a little bit of the sewing to just like step by step. Um, and I think I was probably in denial about really what the business had sort of become. My dad actually yeah. told me one night, he was like, one day you're going to realize you have a real business. And I'm going to tell you that was not that long ago that he told me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Cause you know, when you, I don't know, you just try to, try to manage so many things sometimes right in, in yeah. life so 
accidental businesses are sometimes the best businesses. I know yeah. that my, my adult ballet classes, that was an accidental business out of go. my business and it brings me so much joy. So, exactly. yeah. I think the, the best thing about it is because it started as a passion project, right? You're doing it just because you're having fun with it. And if you can continue to do that as it becomes a business, I think that's the best thing. Yeah, I, I, I truly believe that sometimes the most successful businesses are the ones that are born out of just like a really pure, no expectations love. Totally. Mm. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I wanted to know, um, so you're doing, uh, with the situation that's going on, you're doing some online teaching. I want to know, how are you finding it? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's definitely different. Um, mm. I've done more, actually the most, I've done more of the group classes and it's even trickier because the, the, in Zoom, you know, each picture is a little bit smaller. Yep. <laughs> the nice thing is you can scroll over if you're not, if it's a school that you haven't taught with because it's more been like guest teaching. But yeah, so it's nice you can scroll over and so you can give corrections, you know, you can see the names and be more personal with it. So that's nice. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, actually. It's I found it to be pretty fun. Of course, it's always better to to be in a room with with students and be able to kind of poke and pull and move them around a little bit, but um, and show things better. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But I mean, we have yeah. to do what we have to do, don't we? <laughs> exactly. It's definitely better than nothing. Yeah, I'm looking at your social media. You're a little bit like me in regards to the online stuff, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't fantastic, but I think the focus at the moment is just to keep everyone moving because moving yeah. is just so important. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm a little bit worried about, you know, especially young children and young teenage girls especially who aren't, you know, fully equipped to handle this kind of situation and they've gone from full timetables to nothing. And, you know, and it's, um, I, yeah, I just, I'm trying to just keep them moving, keep them moving. Yeah. yeah. Cause it helps with your mental state so much as well. Definitely. Move a little bit. Mm. What does, um, your house look like at the moment with your little one-year-old and um, you and your husband being, you know, fairly active humans. Um, what does your days look like at the moment? Well, it does definitely revolve around the little ones because we're all home together so much. I, I know for sure if it was just the adults that I would be able to have a more structured like routine, mm. but I do find it challenging. I do, I do things and I, I take bar and I, you know, I do exercises, but it's not as structured as I would like it to be. Like if you can go into a studio and, and I think for everyone, that's, that's one of the things about like when you're dancing and you, you, you go into that space and it's like a different kind of focus. And I know that I've, I've talked to some other dancers who feel that way too, where, Sometimes it's hard to to find the routine of of like the dancing um, and doing the bar at home because they're when you go home, especially if you're a professional, it's like 
that's your work and you go home and that's your relaxing time. So to kind of shift that and be like, okay, now I'm home and I have to work and, and find the focus because, you know, you can do bar, like do a little bit, but to really like, you know, it's different to, to, to do things and really like almost in a spiritual way and, and really connect everything from your head to, to all of the things that need to be working. Um, but I think also I would say I have my Marley back here rolled up. Yeah. Marley, I roll it out and roll it back. So I also have big dogs. So it gets, you know, yeah, you don't want them ruining it. So, um, I think I've seen, you know, most people now have a little square. A lot of people do. Um, they're fortunate enough to have that. I think that helps actually, because it sets up sort of that space to, to do that um, little focused routine. Yeah. Even probably the act of you rolling your mat out is like, okay, time to work now. Do you know what I mean? I really do. It's probably a good thing that you're rolling it back up when you're done because it's almost like, okay, class is done. Do you know what I mean? Sit there like, yeah. And I can kind of get used to it. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Cause I'm, um, I'm watching a lot of dances on social media because, I mean, isn't it a great time to have social media? We're seeing in everybody's lives <laughs> and their routines and what they're doing. And, and there's a lot of um, professional dancers out there that are rolling their Marley mat out and it stays out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah. what are you doing all day? Like, <laughs> like, have a bit of breakfast, do a bit of bar, make some scrambled eggs while center practice is going on. Yeah, there's no boundaries. Exactly. And I think that it, it is really helpful to have that the focus space and then the home space. Yeah. yeah. It, it's funny. There's definitely a contrast between um, the professionals with a child or two or three <laughs> and the ones that, that don't have children yet because they seem yeah. to just be like taking class all day. <laughs> no, there's, yeah, there's just no way. No. You do that when you're working, but there's no way at home, at least at the age that I have, you know, when they're older, maybe you can, I'm sure you can schedule more your day. I think um, right now it's actually maybe healthy to have a child <laughs> to just keep some perspective and some, some routine, but um, yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I have um, a totally unrelated COVID question. Um, I wanted to know, um, I've never been, it is on my bucket list. I just think it looks like the most magical place in the world. Could you please tell me what Jacob's pillow is like and what it's like dancing there? Oh, oh my gosh. It was so special. It was my first time going up there this past, um, August. Yeah. 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 And oh, so beautiful. I mean, you're driving up and it's like in the middle of nowhere. It's just like, you drive forever and then it's just like in the middle of all the trees and yeah and you feel too like how much history is um there's you know of course there's like photos they have a whole library with videos of like i think they have videos of everyone that's been there they have a whole dance library and then the stages i mean we were in like an old like an old barn style and yeah, you would love it. You have to go if you're oh, it looks amazing. You it less. So yeah, it's yeah. a really, really special place. And we yeah, so we danced indoors in the it's called the Ted Shaw Theater. And um 
but of course there's that famous like outdoor stage um yeah and it has the view behind it and it's we, we, I walked down there actually I brought Gray he was there too and my husband so it was just really special yeah um and actually in the on the stage that we danced on we did uh we did a couple pieces but we did Padakat and we opened the back there were like sliding sort of barn doors and there was a backdrop of just nature it was just really magical so it's like fairies dancing in the forest <laughs> oh it's it just looks it literally looks like it, it doesn't exist it just looks like yeah. it's not real that place for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about they need to go to jacob's pillar um instagram or something and see yeah. what we're describing yeah. as like a an outdoor um stage it's just it's just beautiful i love it and even like going walking to the theater you go in it's just just so much nature you're just surrounded and it's just like a such a different feel than like walking to a theater in downtown in like a chinatown you're just yeah. like, wow, it's like so peaceful you go in and this very small stage too so it feels very intimate and so much history so did yeah, you feel calmer cool. whilst you were dancing did you feel very relaxed <laughs> yeah yeah well especially with the back open actually it was strange we got a little bit lost a couple times <laughs> <laughs> the breeze <laughs> Where are we? would have been yeah. disorientating um well being um being the balanced ballerinas podcast i always ask my guests um something that that keeps them balanced so have you got any tips for the listeners well right now family is definitely keeping me balanced family and um having a side project is kind of fun but my I don't know I wouldn't <laughs> a side project that's takes too much time so harder to balance but uh well you're doing amazing I, well I wouldn't say that but um I would <laughs> I, I, I think the for me the the biggest balance is family and just loved ones in general and connecting with people outside of work and not because if you don't connect with people outside and have that um that kind of um what's the word i'm looking for like a release or um just connection i feel like you can really get in your head if you if you get too especially in the early years of being a professional or a, you know, young adult, um, make sure you have, you find time to have fun and meet people and connect with people. Because um, it's just, just really important. It gives you perspective and yeah. can get you out of your own head. <laughs> De definitely, definitely. I, um, it's um, been an absolute pleasure talking to you, finally. <laughs> sort of face to face, sort of. Yeah. I mean, Closest we yeah. can get right now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, and I so appreciate you taking the time to to chat. Um, because I know it's funny. Um, during this time, I mean, everyone's got a lot of time on our hands, but at the same time, it's funny. We're still very busy. Like, there's still <laughs> so much to do. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I I feel the same way. It's kind of it's kind of amazing. But it's it's good. I think. They were sitting yeah. busy, just sitting around like, oh, I'm so bored. Because yeah. that's 
the worst. <laughs> I, I think the key takeaway is like trying to stay busy, but also taking out that time to make lunch and sit and eat lunch. Do you know what I mean? Like we were talking about before. I think that's the key. And I'm, and I'm actually going to try and implement that when all this is over. I mean, who knows? Might go out the window. I might have my lunchbox, but I don't know about you, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I think it's great. I'm sure there's things that we can all try to learn from this downtime and try yeah. to hopefully bring something like that, like the lunch into our normal lives when hopefully soon they go back to normal. Yeah. Well, um, every time I, I wear my Rubia leggings, I always think of you. My favorite are the charcoal ones, the midi, uh, midi length charcoal. With many, yes. Yes, they're my favorite because um, I'm, I'm always <laughs> in black. Um, <laughs> and so I've got, I've got the, the dark teal color, like that dark mm -hmm. blue, like that's really beautiful. Um, and then I mix that with my charcoal. They're my favorite. Very nice. Um, <laughs> How gorgeous is Ashley? I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did delivering it to you. Just a quick one. Today I was actually supposed to be driving back from four days spent in Byron Bay and um, on the agenda was finalizing details for the 2020 Balance Ballerinas Adult Ballet Retreat, um, followed by also I was doing some anatomy training down at the Byron Yoga Center. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, just as I start coming to terms with our new normal, I'll open my diary and see something else that needs to be cancelled or rescheduled, and I feel a bit deflated. For anyone wondering, I haven't officially cancelled the Balanced Ballerina's Adult Ballet Retreat, as I'm holding on to a slither of hope that I won't have to. If we're allowed to cross the border, I'd like to stick with our plans because now more than ever, we'll need some ballet and salt water and sun. So that is in September, if it's allowed to go ahead and um, if I have the uh, amount of numbers I need to run the event. So if you are interested in some ballet and some stretching and some meditation and yoga with me in beautiful Byron Bay, in northern New South Wales. Make sure you are signed up to the Balanced Ballerinas e-newsletter where I drop some goodies um, at the moment weekly. So you can either head to balancedballerinas.com um, and scroll down and pop your email address in and subscribe or just jump on Instagram and send me a direct message either to at Balanced Ballerinas or my personal one at The Balanced Ballerina. Send me your email address and I'll add you to the list and you'll receive all the information. As always, have a beautiful week and I will see you in a fortnight.